Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Waters, John Jacobs, who joins us. But we have to, thank you for your time. Have, was Saturday night one of the more bizarre basketball games you've ever been a part of? Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for all you do for Baylor as a whole. And uh, I'm jealous. You're chilling at the Super Bowl, so I'm, at the, I'm sure that's a good time. But, yeah, I would, I've traveled around the world between athletes in action and coaching overseas. I've been in gyms where they shot off fireworks and had SWAT teams. And, <laughs> uh, I guess in my situation, I've, as far as a college basketball game in my, uh, my decade in this sport, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And it, it's not just the uh, – the refing, you know, the fans are going to focus on that. I think it's the swings and the score and the technicals, and then the foster. Because let's give some credit to the new building. I don't, I don't know that I've been in a Baylor game where the fans were so like fired up and affected the game so deeply. In a lot of ways, they helped save the day. So not just the tension with the refs, but the energy around the new building. I thought it was horrible and remarkable all at the same time. So. Just um, taking us through the moment, because, you know, hearing what Scott said after that, you know, he gets ejected, and it's not like, he, you know, they give you five minutes to go over everything. Like, like hey, the guy coming in for the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't do that. It's just like, okay, John, you're in charge now. <laughs> go ahead. What was that like just trying to, especially in, in the Big 12 at a basketball game that in 30 seconds of like three or four possessions can swing rapidly if you don't have your head on straight, what was that like for you mentally? Yeah, I think that we're in some ways a little more set up for that than other staffs because for better or worse, you know, I help with the offense and AB helps with the defense and then coach new supports him and coach P does. And our whole staff is kind of split up and Tweety does both and everybody's got their role. So you're kind of stepping into something where everybody's got their role. And so, you know, Alvin's got the defense and I got the offense and, for better or worse, I got to stand up and call the sets because I'm the one who knows the sets. But it's a it's a real team moment in that that time. I, I don't think that immediate moment was what bothered me. I think the technical 30 seconds later is what bothered me. And uh, then once we could settle down, take a deep breath, and we went down seven. I feel like it wasn't until that that time out when we were down seven that we were able to sit with the guys and grab a hold of them. And then coaching college sports, it's, it's a lot about X's and O's, but it's more than anything, it's about 18 to 23-year-olds. And so we were able to look them in the eye and, and get a hold of them at that moment. And then I thought, 
they settled, our shot creation got better, our shot selection got got better, and then we made the adjustment to go man, which was a great call. And I thought that left them flustered. So we were able to get a hold of the emotion again. And then once we got a hold of the emotion again, it just comes down to coaching basketball. And our guys, to their credit, have been in six or seven one-possession games at this point in the league. So for better or worse, they're probably more practiced in those situations than anybody else in the Big 12 right now. So they're the ones that really took the thing home. Their execution was remarkable. But Scott sets his staff up where everybody knows their role. Um, so that part's easy. I think getting a hold of the game again was a hard part. Last thing on the, the moment as far as Saturday night, and Paul might have a follow-up too, but are you supposed to be told why you're, te- you're teed up? Is that part of protocol, or does the official have to say anything to you at all? Well, I think we should probably parse that out a little bit. <laughs> Scott Drew has been in this league over two decades. I think in the last four or five years, we're the winningest time major program in the country. Um, I think that his service to the Big 12 as a whole has been incredibly positive. Uh, I don't think that Scott swore at anybody, and there's probably a dynamic that I think just being Scott Drew with a national championship and two Big 12 championships in the last three years, he, he probably gets an explanation. Now, I don't know that I get an explanation as <laughs> that technical, but Scott should probably get one. Um, I think the thing that's hanging in the balance a little bit is on the second one, he's escorted out, so he definitely didn't get a full explanation there. But that's for Mac and him to deal with. I think that his uh, professionalism over the last two decades uh, probably deserves uh, an answer, and I think they'll get one. But that's above my pay grade, so I'll leave that to the two of them. But um, Scott's just done so much for this league, and the rest are doing the best they can, but there just comes a certain point where he kind of deserves an explanation. And uh, it's, it's like golf. You know, there's probably an etiquette to who putts first, but at the end of the day, certain things just probably need to happen on a golf course. I think at the end of the day, Scott probably just deserves an explanation in those moments. Um, but we'll move on. We're going to be gracious. Uh, really, all that matters in our league is the next game. But uh, Scott and Mac, I'll let them deal with that. John, the uh, the challenge of coaching when you're in foul trouble anyway and you've got quick whistles, no matter you know if they're right, if they're wrong, how it's going, the challenge for you as coaches is to have to coach them to play through it and not, and not get tight. Um, obviously, that would happen during stretches, but clearly it didn't bother you, especially down the stretch where you kind of just knew it. Is part of it just accepting, like, look, we've got to play our game and whatever happens, happens. We can't stop them from blowing whistles no matter what? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had to do the offense-defense substitutions with uh, Jay Nunn and, and Ray J because Ray J got four. I think we're constantly balancing how much we use each big because of the illegal screen issues, which is something we've got to clean up because this is one of the best turnover percentage teams we've had in league in my time here. But one of the areas we're struggling with is the illegal screens. But that also leads to foul trouble. And so you're balancing lineups and combinations and foul troubles um, that's just part of it. But in some way, there's a freedom because I know 100% they're not giving me a call. <laughs> and I know 100% at that point, nothing's probably going to fall our way. So we just need to execute and make simple decisions and have the guys be on the same page. And I thought that they moved on in a real elite way. And you can complain a lot about one thing or you can increase your ball movement. And I don't know if you noticed down the stretch, but the, the extra passes – Mm-hmm. And the ability to force them into rotation, that's a top five defense in the country. They're number four in the country coming in 
two of that game. Them and Houston are the two best defensive teams in our league. So to be in foul trouble and have all that stuff going on around them and for them to take a breath and increase the ball movement and stop complaining. And even the threes we missed were wide open ones. And we're probably a couple free throws from really pushing that game, to, uh, you know, six, seven, eight points. So those are things we'll clean up. But the guys did a great job, and we moved on. And once we moved on, you, you saw how weak they were at offense. Well, and congratulations. Now you get Texas Tech, and they're ranked 15 right now, and <laughs> that might change. And then you got to be careful to look too far down the road because there's that game Saturday in another state. I won't even bring it up. Uh, but uh, it, you don't you don't get time to enjoy very much, do you, when the conference schedule begins? And and what the challenges that a Grant McCaslin team, who you know so well, bring tomorrow night? Yeah, you 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 really don't. When you get to February, and this is something I saw on social media or on I forget maybe I read an article somewhere, but the question was: Is will this Big Twelve season where you down before the NCAA tournament? Will there be a couple teams that are shocked by what they're going through? And the immediate turnaround, uh, when I worked at Gonzaga, it was hard to, to understand. I would watch the Big 12 from there and compare the leagues. And it's, it's not the not the basketball piece. Obviously, the best coaches in the country, a lot of them are in the Big 12. It's the emotion. You go through a triple tone overtime loss, and then you're immediately on to the next thing. You go through a game where Coach Drew gets kicked out. It's immediate on to the next thing. It's hard to stop and celebrate. And if you don't celebrate the wins until midnight, you're just going to get bogged down with a lot of complaining and negativity and who got the most shots and who didn't. You've got to find this way to celebrate college basketball. And that's where Scott's experience being in this league for two decades really helps. And so, I mean, we're, we're on to the next team. It's obviously coached by someone who's uh, our friend and a dear friend of mine. Grant has helped my family in immense ways. His wife is one of my wife's best friends. But for two hours tomorrow night, it's just going to be about the players on the floor. And we've got to get our guys ready. And uh, when it comes to Grant, it's a little odd. I mean, right now they're the number one offense in our league, if not number two, and they're last in defense. It's not historically <laughs> a Grant McCaslin team. But what I know about them is that they totally understand that the toughest team wins. And so when you play a Grant McCaslin team historically – if you're not tough, you got no chance. So our guys just need to get ready for a fight. And then in the middle of that fight, you got to be able to take a breath and make a jump shot. How emotional will this be? I mean, you, you know, didn't play against them when he was at North Texas. So, um, you know, of course, Coach Tang, it was, I mean, there was, there was no buffer period to, like, adjust to the fact that you were going to be right across from him. Here, it is straight up and down. Uh, you are, uh, you know, there with him. So what's what's it what's it like um, emotionally for you guys? Because you are, uh, as a coaching staff, such a family. Nobody nobody's left here in a huff. You know, it's it, it is kind of a beautiful thing. What you what you guys do? Yeah, I think we should acknowledge the strength of Scott's coaching tree, and it's so good that people in his tree have become successful enough to end up back in the Big Twelve, which is the number one league in the country. And if you look across the coaching trees, there's other guys who have really good coaching trees, but I don't think there's any coaching tree that's accomplished that. So uh, I think they ought to be thankful for that. <laughs> and they deserve a lot of credit for how good coaches they are, but I think the opportunity that Scott gave them, it just causes for this behind-the-scenes love and appreciation that uh, each staff has for each other. Uh, you know, 
at the same time, I would say I got a unique experience in this. We played Gonzaga in the national championship, and those are some of my best friends. Yeah. I worked there three years. Mm-hmm. So it's just a habit of having to turn your brain off and coach the game and coach your players. And then whether we're playing Grant's tendencies or Bill Self's tendencies, it doesn't matter. Each coach has tendencies. Now, the fact that I know Mark's tendencies so well at Gonzaga or they know Scott's tendencies so well, Maybe there's an innate advantage in that. I, I actually think that there is an innate advantage having worked someplace. Uh, they've been in our practices. We've never been in theirs. But it it doesn't really matter. You just turn it off for two hours, and then you see the outcome, and then you move on to the next thing. And the thing about the Big 12, like, you lose a game, you just have to win the next one. And I think during our three-game losing streak, people probably thought a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't true. Because if we can somehow get this home win tomorrow, we'll be 6-3 and three in time in first place after – the first nine games in the league. So you just have to keep your head above water. And maybe one of the worst things you can do is make this, you know, long trek through the league emotional. So we're not going to get bogged down with emotions with playing Grant. We obviously love him, but this is just about a basketball game. Let's see if we can execute and then immediately move on to the next one. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.